helping you live an ordinary life in an extraordinary way. This is Your Health with Dr. Burgundy Collins. Hey, what's up? This is Dr. Burgundy, and I am a board-certified licensed chiropractor in the state of Virginia. And I have a question for you. Do you want to live to be 100 years old? How about 90? Or 80? Or maybe you're an overachiever and you want to live to be older than 100. To be honest, I do not want to live that long if my quality of life sucks. If I'm confined to a wheelchair or in a bed all day and I'm depending on someone to wipe my mouth and wipe my butt for me, I'm just not that interested. I'm just, and look, I'm, I know it may sound bad, but hey, I'm just being honest. It sounds good on paper to live to be 100 years old or even more than 100, but do we really consider how our quality of life will be at that age? Well, I do. And maybe probably because I'm a little bit vain and I know deep down that even as fly as I am, I am not Beyonce. And in fact, no, I did not wake up like this. It took me some effort. So at 90 plus years old, I'm sure I'm probably going to have a mustache, possibly a goatee, some bushy eyebrows, flintstone toenails, and various saggy body parts. Oh, and that does not impress me for one bit. But with all that being said and with all kidding aside, I think mostly about my health and what health conditions I may be dealing with at those ages and quite frankly, it worries me. The fact of the matter is this, people are living longer. In fact, the CDC reports that the average life expectancy in the United States has reached an all new high and has increased to 78.8 years old. That means the average person is going to live to be 78 years old or 79. If we break it down by gender, women are living to be around 81 years old and men are living to be about 76 years old. Now, there's also a growing number of Americans who are living to be the age of 100. Nationwide, the centurion population has grown from just over 30,000 people who were aged 100 or older in 1980. And in 2010, we had over 50,000 centurions, according to the new Census Bureau data. So unless more vain people like me decide to have ourselves frozen, if that's possible, or decide to end things prematurely once our looks fade, which I don't suggest, we are all going to get older. Now, all joking aside, getting older is a blessing and not a curse. So let's embrace it and figure out how we can do so while maintaining as much good health as possible. Now, I've identified three major things we can do to improve our chance of having a more healthy, more mobile because being mobile is key for me, and a more fulfilling life at an older age. The three major things are by way of diet, exercise, and chiropractic care. Now first, let's talk about diet. In early April of 2015, USA Today interviewed Dan Butner, who is the author of The Blue Zone Solution, Eating and Living Like the World's Healthiest People. Now in that book, Dave Butner talked openly about the blue zone. He actually described blue zones, which are areas in the world where people tend to live to be about 100 years old and on average 10 more years than the average human being. Now, these blue zones are located in areas in Japan, Greece, Costa Rica, California, and a little island in Italy called Sardinia. In fact, men who live in Sardinia live longer than any other place in the world. And Mr. Butner wanted to determine what is so different and so special about these individuals who live in these blue zones. And why do they live much longer than the average human being? In fact, a lot of them live to be over 100 years old. Now, let me back up. 
you may start thinking that maybe these people um, are somehow genetically predisposed to having longer life. But the fact is, your life expectancy is only determined 20% by your genetics. 80% is due to your lifestyle and environment. So what Mr. Butner determined um, in his research in these blue zones is that the diet plays a vital role. And the people who are living, particularly in Sardinia, have a plant-based diet. Now, you can pick up the book. Again, it's called The Blue Zone Solution, Eating and Living Like the World's Healthiest People. I have a link on my website, www.drburgundy.com. But right now, I'm going to share with you the top 10 foods that he found that they ate that could possibly contribute to them living a little bit longer, or actually a lot bit longer. So number one. The residents of Sardinia eat a lot of goat milk and sheep's milk, no cow's milk. Now, both of these types of milk have high nutritional value and are more easily digested than cow's milk. Now, if you read the post on my website about dairy and why dairy is not so good for you, um, you already understand how hard it is for our bodies to digest dairy. Now, um, a recent study in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that both Sheep's milk and goat's milk lower bad cholesterol, are anti-inflammatory, and may protect against cardiovascular disease and colon cancer. Also, goat's milk is also rich in zinc and psyllium, which are essential for optimal immune system activity and promote healthy aging. The second thing that Mr. Butner found that these folks eat a lot of is flatbread. And the most um, common type of flatbread consumed by the Sardinian people is a dry flatbread that is made of high protein and low gluten wheat. Now this wheat is high in fiber and complex carbohydrates and it does not cause a sugar spike in blood like processed or refined grains do and it's easier on the pancreas and it lowers the risk for type 2 diabetes. The third food that a lot of these Sardinians consume is barley. Now barley is ground into their flour or is added to their soup and barley was found to be the food most highly associated with men who live to be beyond 100 years old. Now this bread has a much lower glycemic index than wheat bread, uh, meaning that it increases blood glucose more slowly than wheat bread does, and it puts less stress on the pancreas and the kidneys. The fourth food that the Sardanians eat a lot of is sourdough bread. And I personally cannot stand the taste of sourdough bread. but Sourdough bread is made from whole wheat, and in order to make it, you use live lactobacilli um, instead of yeast to rise the dough. Now, this process um, converts sugars and gluten into lactic acid, thus lowering the bread's glycemic index, and again, making it easier on your pancreas and helps prevent diabetes and also obesity. The fifth food that a lot of these folks eat, that, that he found that they eat, is fennel. Now, Fennel is used as a vegetable and also as a herb and also as a spice. The great thing about fennel is that it's rich in fiber and soluble vitamins such as A, B, and C. And it's also a great diuretic. Thus, it helps you to maintain a low blood pressure. The sixth thing um, that they eat a lot of are beans, um, particularly fava beans and chickpeas. Now, they use these a lot in soups and stews. And fava beans and chickpeas play an important part of their diet, um, delivering lots of protein and fiber. And these also were one of the foods that were most highly associated with those who lived to be 100 and beyond. Um, the seventh food that they eat a lot of are tomatoes. Yep, um, Sardinian tomato sauce um, tops their breads and pizza 
is the base for and is the base for several of their pasta dishes. Now, the great thing about tomatoes is that they are a rich source of vitamin C and potassium. Cooking tomatoes breaks down their cell walls, making the lycopene and other antioxidants more available. The eighth food that they consume a lot of are almonds. Now, almonds are closely associated with Mediterranean cooking, and they appear regularly all through these people's diets. Now, the great thing about almonds is that they can help people lose more weight and belly fat while they experience an increase in their good cholesterol. And also, at the same time, they will experience a drop in their systolic blood pressure, which is great. The ninth food that they consume a lot of is milk thistle. I did not know what milk thistle was until I saw this report. But basically, milk thistle is a native wild plant, and the locals believe that it cleanses their liver. So what they do is they drink a tea of it. Um, Emergent research suggests that the milk thistle's main active ingredient is an antioxidant and also has anti-inflammatory benefits. And the tenth uh, food that the uh, Sardanians consume a lot and seems to play a role in their fertility and um, long life is canoe wine. Yeah, it's a type of red wine. You, you've heard that red wine is good for your heart, right? Well, they drink a special type of red wine that is three times higher in antioxidant than regular red wine because this type of wine, which is called canoe wine, um, it's processed with the skins on and it's allowed to ferment for 10 to 15 days and all those antioxidants really soak and get out there into the wine. And it's made from the Grenache grapes. Now, you don't want to overdo the wine thing, okay? Um, the Sardanians drink three to four small three-ounce glasses of wine a day on average. And it's spread out between breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and also a late afternoon social hour in the village. And I'm so down for that. I need to I need to take a trip to Sardinia. Yeah, that's, that's going to be definitely on my bucket list. <laughs> now, um, so we talked about diet, right? So now let's go to exercise. Exercise plays a vital role in maintaining your health. Now, if we're going to be living to about 70 or 80, 90, some of you guys and girls are going to live to about 100 years old, OMG. Um, if you want to be able to reach that age and not only just reach it, but be like in the best shape of your life or as in good a shape as you can be at that age, you have to exercise. And the great thing about the Sardanians was that um, not only are they living longer, but their lives are more vital. So they aren't just living to be that age and then going into the hospital and like passing away and suffering from like chronic illnesses and people just waiting for them to die. No, these folks are active to the day that they are passing away. So that's what we're talking about here. We're not just talking about just living to be like a certain age, but getting to that age and still being vital, still being um, functional, still participating with your society and in your community. And a great way to do that, in addition to your diet, is through regular exercise. Now, if you want to be mobile and get around as long as possible without a lot of assistance of others, you have to exercise regularly. What exercise does is it maintains the health of your muscles, your joints, and your bones, in addition to your cardiovascular system and all other systems. But more, you know, but specifically the muscles, joints and bones. Now, if you don't use your muscles, if you don't use your joints, if you don't use your bones, you're going to lose it, right? As we get older, we naturally lose bone and muscle mass. And to counter that, you got to exercise. You got to build it back up. Now, our muscles atrophy without exercise, and this makes you more prone to instability and injuries like falls as you get older. Now, hip fractures 
Um, everybody knows a grandma or has a grandma or auntie or grandpa who has had a hip fracture or some type of hip replacement or something of that nature. Now, hip fractures are very common in the elderly, but the complications can be very severe. Complications can include death, okay? As death occurs within one, one year of the fracture, it's 20% of those people, okay? And then embolism, fatty embolism, occur in one out of five um, folks who have hip fractures, which will lead to death. Now, our mobility naturally decreases around the age of 50, and by the time we're 60, we only have about 25% of the mobility we had when we were 23 years old. OMG. So, you have to exercise to maintain the strength of your muscles, the strength of your bones, and the stability of your joints. Now, mobility is linked directly to morbidity as well. Lack of physical exercise leads to heart disease, leads to diabetes, colon cancer, and weight gain, and will cause you to not only reach death sooner, but kind of suffer on the way to it. Now, here's the thing. You may want to live longer. I might want to live longer, right? But who wants to suffer as you get older? Nobody, right? So the key is to maintain your muscles, maintain your joints, and your health. So as you get older, you're still able to get around. You're still able to function. You're not dependent on people. And your quality of life is a lot better. Those who exercise not only live longer, but they have a better quality of life because they're not sedentary. They're not sitting around bored and getting depressed. They're able to be out there and be active in their communities and enjoy their family and their loved ones and still have a good life. So exercise is key. The third thing that will help us have a more fulfilling, uh, more mobile life as we uh, creep up to 100 years old is regular chiropractic care. Now, chiropractic uses spinal adjustments and the adjustment of any joint, really, if it's a joint, we can adjust it. But chiropractic uses spinal adjustments to maintain your overall health. Um, we do this by making sure the bones in your back are properly aligned and not allowing for inflammation or anything else to put pressure on our nerves. Therefore, our bodies can function more optimally. Now, in previous podcasts, I've talked about how the brain controls our body and the way the brain controls our body is um, through nerves that travel directly um, from the spinal cord that travels directly through the bones in our back, right? So as chiropractors, we make sure that the bones in our back are aligned properly so that no pressure on some information is placed on those nerves. So those nerves can communicate fully with the organ or tissue that they're going to so the brain can make sure that everything is functioning as properly and as optimally as it can. Regular chiropractic care can help us age gracefully by improving and maintaining our structure. Okay? To know that structure determines function. Um, if you have bad structure, you're going to have bad function. Um, think of it like this. If you're building a building, right, with bricks, like a real live building, or you're a kid and you're building a building with Legos, right? If the bricks are all misaligned and just kind of thrown in there and jacked up in there, or the Legos are just kind of tossed around, not really cleaned in properly, um, your building is not going to be as stable. It's not going to look the way you want it to look. It's not going to actually look like a building. It'll probably look more like a hot mess, right? You don't want your body to be a hot mess. You want your body to be nice and strong and nice and stable. Now, that's kind of probably like a weird uh, analogy, but I just try to make it a little bit clear to you how structure determines function. And I go a little bit deeper, but really, there's no need to. 
Okay, so keep your structure stable and strong, and you'll be more stable and strong, and you'll have the ability to get older without looking and feeling older. Also, um, chiropractic adjustments can improve and maintain your posture. So your back is nice and straight, or as straight as it could be um, at that age. Um, your neck posture is nice and good. So you're not walking around like the old man or the old lady with the humpback, with your head leaning forward, um, looking super old. Because then you'll feel super old. So keep your body nice and strong um, with chiropractic adjustments. The adjustments also put motion back into the joints, which is vital to um, the health of your joints and your bones and muscles and nerves and everything as well. So do you still want to live to be 100? Well, with proper diet, exercise, and chiropractic care, you will be well equipped to handle life well into your golden years. Um, thank you. I hope you found this information to be uh, useful. And please pass the information on to your loved ones. Thank you for checking out this episode of This Is Your Health with Dr. Burgundy. Again, it was my pleasure. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to find me on Facebook. At, um, my handle is at Dr. Burgundy. That's D-R-B-U-R-G-A-N-D-I. I am also on Twitter. You can also, of course, find me on my website, www.drburgundy.com. Thank you and take care.